This is the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast, Episode 74. Late Night Internet Marketing. This week, we continue talking about my major takeaways from the Rankings Institute, and we finally demystify duplicate content. We finally demystify duplicate content. (laughs) See how I did that? All this and more on the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. The Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. You've been working for somebody else, but you want a business to run yourself. You want to know how to start and where to begin. Can you get out your comfort zone, my friend? Yes, you can do it right when it's late at night. Now, broadcasting late at night from a little studio in the big state of Texas, your host, Mark Mason. I knew you guys would enjoy the little duplicate content joke there. I'm still in Kuala Lumpur. I'm headed up to Malacca today for a factory visit, and then it's a two-hour drive to the Kuala Lumpur airport from Malacca. Then I'm flying to Taiwan to catch the return part of my round trip from Taiwan. So it's Taiwan to Narita, Narita to Dallas. So all in all, we're looking at, I don't know, 30 or so hours of door-to-door travel, something like that, maybe longer. Going to be a really long 1.5 days. But the cool thing is when you're coming back from Asia, you actually can, in some cases, arrive before you left. So I'll leave Narita Airport in Tokyo and uh, and I'll leave there at like three in the afternoon and I'll get back to Dallas at one in the afternoon on the same day. So it's like it's like free time. It's funny because one time I actually traveled from Asia on my birthday, which was super cool because it was my birthday for like 36 hours. And the neat thing is when you're traveling, you always have your passport out. And so people are always recognizing that it's your birthday. So I got to hear happy birthday in like I don't know, five different languages that day. So that was super cool. I'm looking forward to being back in Dallas uh, for two major reasons. Of course, the first one being my family. Uh, being gone for over a week is, that's a long time for me. And uh, I miss my kids and my wife. Um, and then the other reason is the tricky thing about international travel sometimes when you work for a big company is that my job in Dallas keeps kind of going while I'm doing my job in Asia. So I got a pile of stuff that I got to catch up on when I get back to Dallas and a big presentation I have to give on Thursday, the day I get back all full of jet lag. So that should be exciting. But right now, before I leave for the airport, I want to tell you guys about my major takeaway from the latest module of Rankings Institute. And actually, I got a little confused. Last week, we talked about 404 errors and the importance of that. That's actually in Module 3 of the Rankings Institute over at LateNightIM.com forward slash RI. This week, um, we need to talk about Module 2. I skipped over that. And one of the big discussions in Module 2 is duplicate content. Now, this is something that we've talked about before. And one of the cool things in um, 
the Rankings Institute is a bunch of advanced techniques that uh, talk to you about how to find duplicate content, how to assess the impact of duplicate content on your site, and so forth. What we're going to talk about on the podcast today, though, however, is what is duplicate content. I want to demystify this for you because there's always a lot of discussion about these spinners and duplicate content and the effect that it can have on your site and what duplicate content actually is, what Google's looking for. And so I'm going to try and demystify this for you. And this is something that we've talked about before, but gosh, it was uh, 30 episodes or so ago. And um, I want to, I think I have a a more clear explanation for it for you now. So I I think that's what we'll talk about today. It's time to get to work. One night at a time. One night at a time. So I think everybody knows that Google doesn't like duplicate content. That's very clear. I think what people aren't clear on is what is duplicate content. So there's kind of two specific cases of duplicate content that you need to worry about on your website. The case that everybody always wants to talk about is the case where content on your site appears on somebody else's site. And we'll get to that, but I'm going to tell you that when I read the Google Webmaster Guidelines, it's pretty clear to me, and it, and it has been for years, that um, that's not really the duplicate content that, that they were talking about when they initially wrote those Webmaster Guidelines. The duplicate content that they're talking about is actually duplicate content on your own site. And what that really means is Google does not want you to have any content on your site that can be reached by more than one URL. So how is this possible? Well, unfortunately, WordPress is like a duplicate content generator because in typical themes, a lot of times what WordPress does is it generates category pages and tag pages. And oftentimes these category and tag pages show full posts. And when they do show those full posts, basically those posts are duplicates of the original post URL. So let's say you write, going back to the e-cigarettes example, let's say you review five different e-cigarette brands on your e-cigarettes website, the one that we talked about last week. And let's say, for the sake of argument, that each one of those articles is 800 words long because you're creating excellent content like we talked about a couple of weeks ago. These are awesome reviews with pictures and, uh, you know, great analysis of why a particular e-cig is better than another and comparing brands, you're really helping people out. You've created some awesome reviews that are going to help people decide which e-cigarette to buy. And all of those e-cigarette articles have their own URL. It's, you know, yoursite.com forward slash e-cigarette review one, yoursite.com forward slash e-cigarette review two, and so on. And of course, you wouldn't actually use URLs like that. You would want to put the name of the e-cigarette in the URL, but you knew that for SEO. So you've got these URLs, and those are the kind of 
authoritative URLs. That's where the content lives. But all of those reviews, because you're trying to help your reader, you've placed them in the category reviews. And in fact, you've got a button on your site that a user can click on and see all the reviews that you've written. And that's how you're using the category page. And that's an excellent use of the category feature in WordPress because it provides a positive user experience. Users who want to see all the e-cigarettes that you've reviewed can easily do that. And that's exactly what you want from a user experience standpoint. But if you look at that URL, you'll find that the page created for those categories duplicates the header tags that you used for each of your articles. And in some cases, some, if you're using excerpts, or all, if you're using full posts, of the content that's at those other five URLs, the original URLs for the review. That is duplicate content from Google's point of view, and that is what you want to avoid. Now, most themes that are out there, the really good ones like Thesis and Genesis, and most SEO plugins like the all-in-one uh, SEO plugin and Yoast SEO plugin will allow you to no index those pages. And we've talked about this before, but let's go over that. So there's two kinds of things that you can do when Google is scanning your site. They, it's called crawling. When the Google robot comes to crawl your site, there's a couple of directives that you can tell the robot that Google will, to some degree, respect. You can tell Google, don't index this page, which means, hey, Google, um, I got this page here. It's for my users, but I'm telling you in advance, I really don't want it in your search engine results. It's not really something that's appropriate for your search engine. And in fact, um, it's not the kind of thing that we want searchers to land on. And the, that's helpful to Google because they're counting on you as a webmaster to tell them what's good to keep in the index and what isn't good to keep in the index. Then there's also no follow, which tells Google, hey Google, not only do I not want you to uh, index this, I don't even want you to go there. Don't go and read the page. In the case of no index, you're telling Google, you're free to read the page and follow whatever links that you find there and you know crawl around my site by going down this page, but I don't want you to actually put this page, this category page, for example, in your index. In the case of no follow, you're telling Google, hey, I don't even want you reading this page. This page is not for you, and certainly I don't want you to find links on, these, on this page and follow those and pass link juice down through these links. Those, these are the kinds of things that you do when you're optimizing link juice on your site. In the case of duplicate content, though, what you're telling Google is, look, this category page just contains information that you've already indexed. And I want you to read this page and find the links to all the posts that are here and all the links that are on those pages and so forth. Feel free to read it. But this is duplicate content, and I don't want you to index this because I know you don't like duplicate content. Now, the one exception to this could be if you've got a category page that is somehow unique. Perhaps your category page starts off with 800 words of unique content or 500 words of unique content. In that case, you might want to index it. Or 
If your category page is something that you want to index strategically for some reason, maybe you've got a bunch of products that fall into a category and, and you, that's a search term that you're targeting and you've strategically decided, then you need to somehow make that page unique if you want to index it. But that's the first kind of duplicate content. And you would be amazed how many people out there on the internet have accepted default settings in WordPress and they have indexed their category pages, their tag pages, they've got redirected home pages where the, where the page is indexed and the home page is indexed and the www version is indexed as well as the non-www version is indexed. And there's four or five copies of the same content in Google's index. Google does not like that. And that is one of the things like the 404 where they will, you know, put that in a list of, you know, have you been naughty or nice? Duplicate content goes on the naughty list, just like 404 errors. And these things add up against you, eventually pushing your site down. It's like somebody tying, it's like if you're trying to swim and somebody keeps handing you one pound weights, you know, it just makes it harder and harder to swim. Maybe you can swim with five pounds of weights in your hand, but it's easier to swim without them. And ranking is the same way. For duplicate content, you want to make sure that from Google's point of view, you don't have duplicate content on your site. Now, the second kind of duplicate content, and this is the kind we've talked about so many times before, is the kind of duplicate content where your content that's on your website appears on other websites on the web. Now, this is going to happen to you if you've been creating websites for any amount of time. You know that spammers are going to scrape your site and post your content on their site. Sometimes they link back to your site and sometimes they don't, trying to get your content to rank so that they can get traffic in the search engines for your content. And nothing is more frustrating than to look at a Google result where your content that was stolen from you and is living on another website is outranking your original content, the exact same content on your very own site. Now, how can this happen? Well, obviously, it happens because the root domain on the site that um, stole your content may have more authority or the person who stole your content may have gone to the trouble of pointing links to the stolen content. So they've done some sort of SEO optimization on the content that they stole from you. And for whatever reason, maybe your site is penalized. Maybe you have 404 errors. Maybe you've got duplicate content. And an important thing is Google has lost track of who the original author of the content was. Now, this is even more important if you're posting content that you spun, which given the way Google is valuing quality content, I'm not really a strong believer in spun content anymore. I know it's possible to rank spun content and there are some applications for it, but I'm not a big fan of spun content the way things are going on the internet. I think that's something you need to be thinking about very carefully if you've got a strategy that includes content spinning. Um, so if you've got content on your website that's from another source, my recommendation to you, quite frankly, is to rewrite that content, create some new content, create some unique content, make sure that your content that's appearing on your site 
is not appearing elsewhere. Now, if you've got quotes from other places, you know, normal editorial stuff where you're saying, you know, the prime minister of India said blah, 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 blah. And, you know, that's appearing all over the web because you're quoting someone. That's normal. But that should be in the middle of an article of 800 or 1,000 words of unique content. That's okay. That's absolutely fine. What I'm talking about is a significant amount of content that's clearly ripped off from somewhere else. And if you've got that duplicate content, again, maybe you need duplicate content. Maybe there's a case where you're republishing a press release where the authoritative source for the content is actually on PR web or someplace like that. But it's a value to your users to place that content on your site. Go ahead and do that, but tell Google not to index that content. Say, hey, Google, this is stuff I don't want you to look at. Don't put it in your index. And that will give Google the signal that you're trying, you're, you're trying to tell them to help them make sure that the content that they index from your site is unique. So two kinds of duplicate content. Duplicate content where the same stuff appears over and over again, or strictly speaking, more than once on your site. And duplicate content where stuff on your site appears elsewhere on the Internet. Now, Google's working very hard to try and keep track of your stuff when you publish it first. And particularly if you've messed around with and established Google authorship on your site, which if you haven't, I recommend. If you've got Google authorship running and you know, you've got content that you've posted recently and your site is being crawled well by Google, then Google's going to see content on your site first and 99 times out of 100, you're not going to have a problem with being outranked by someone else because Google knows where they saw the content first. I think the real problem is for those of you out there that have had marketing strategies where you've spun content and maybe not spun it very well or used PLR content and maybe that content wasn't very unique, Google sees that as duplicate and it's dragging your site down. Definitely recommend, and one of the major takeaways from my time in the Ranking Institute in Module 2 Duplicate content is something you just want to go ahead and avoid. If you're serious about ranking web pages in Google, don't mess around with duplicate content on your own site and don't mess around with duplicate content bringing other people's content onto your site. That's my advice from the Rankings Institute. If you think that's cool, you can sign up for the notification list over at latenightim.com forward slash ri so you can know when they open this course up again. I'm really enjoying it. Alex and Andrew are pretty amazing. And uh, week four is mind-blowing. So next week, when I'm back in Dallas, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about my major takeaway from the, the very, very first part of the link-building campaigns um, and so forth that they'll be talking about in Module 4 over in the Rankings Institute. I am a little bit short on time today because I'm about to have to rush off to catch a car to drive from uh, Kuala Lumpur to Malacca. So I've got to run down to the lobby to do that. And uh, But I did want to leave you with this one last idea before I go. You know, with all this discussion about duplicate content, uh, you may be going, oh, you know, woe is me. I was using a lot of PLR and it's still okay to use PLR. You just need to understand this duplicate content thing and maybe rewrite it a little more aggressively. 
but I've got this duplicate content and I've got so much content I need to create and it's just a beating and I just don't know how I'm going to create all this content. And you know, when I create content for me, the problem is oftentimes what to write about exactly. It's not that I can't write easily. If something's already in my head, (laughs) as you guys know from listening to me, I have a lot to say and I'm able to ramble on easily for long periods of time, for 30 minutes at a time, just like I'm doing right now. Um, But the problem is if I need to write an article about e-cigarettes or something, I don't know enough about e-cigarettes. So I need to spend an hour or two or three reading about e-cigarettes. And that's just such a beating. It really is is difficult. Um, John Leger, you know, my friend, he's, he's uh, done a lot of different stuff like rank crew and a bunch of stuff over the years. And I really, uh, he's a good guy. He's got a new product coming out. That's really pretty, truly amazing for doing research. Now this is not to generate content that you would publish. This is to generate quality research that you could then use to form the basis for an article that you would then write. So you know, give me pages about facts and ideas around e-cigarettes or around some subtopic of e-cigarettes. Um, and then I'll read that and then I can write an article based on that. It's that kind of idea. This can really cut your content creation time down significantly. And uh, it's it, it, this project that he has is called Content Ferret. Now, the thing about Content Ferret, it's pretty amazing. You can... Uh, you can find this at latenightim.com forward slash CF, Charlie Frank, CF for Content Ferret. Uh, it's an impressive product. It's, it's, a, it's a product that pulls out curated content. It's really neat the way it works. And because of that, it doesn't work on just any topic. So he's got, you know, he's releasing it with a certain number of topics. And you can find that over on the sales page, what those topics are. And he's going to add topics over time. Now, I have experience with John in these sort of things. He's incredibly good at hiring armies of people to create curated content for stuff like this. You know, for a long time, I talked about Article Builder. I still use that for various things from time to time. And Content Ferret is, the, is, an, is an idea like that from the standpoint of building a team to create content behind the scenes to power a content engine. And one of the reasons John does this is, is great. He's interested in creating jobs. And so he creates jobs for people when he does this, these kind of things, real paying jobs that people have and use, you know, for money to feed their families. So that's, that's one of his intrinsic motivations for creating this kind of of content. And those of you that have been John, around John a long time know he does a lot of charity work and so forth. In fact, one of my favorite things that he did years ago was save a train museum up the highway from, uh, from where I live. So he, he's, he's kind of a neat guy. Anyway, content ferret at late night, forward slash CF. If you're the kind of person who can write just fine, but you don't want to have to do the research you can check Content Ferret out and see what you think. Um, John's got a, a, a really nice video there, explains to you what Content Ferret does. And um, he's also, of course, got a very uh, generous return policy that, um, you know, if it doesn't work out for you, it's not really much risk. So if that speaks to you, I like John and I like his products, and I think you might like Content Ferret. 
Okay, well, as I mentioned, I'm going to put on a pair of pants and head down to the lobby. You didn't know I was podcasting without pants, did you? That's, a, <laughs> that's probably a little too much information, but if it makes you feel any better, I have my workout shorts on. So it's not like naked podcasting. It's like podcasting in workout clothes, but I need to put on a pair of slacks and, and head down to the lobby and uh, let you guys go. So I hope you have an absolutely fantastic day. I hope this discussion about duplicate content was helpful to you and makes some sense. If you have questions about that, I would love to hear about them in the show notes at latenightim.com forward slash 074. Remember, in a couple of episodes, I'll be talking about uh, listener feedback and answering questions. So if you've got a question, bring it on on the hotline at 214-444-8655. Again, that's 214-444-8655. Most of you are listening on your iPhone or Samsung Galaxies. That's what the market data says anyway. So you can just hit pause and dial 214-444-8655 and throw me some feedback. I'd love that. And until then, peace out. You can do it right when it's late at night. You've been listening to the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. Be sure to visit LateNightPodcast.com today to leave feedback for Mark. Download special bonus content, access the show notes, and more. See you there. Until then. Until then, go and make some great progress on your internet business. One night at a time. One night at a time. Man, I, I love Malaysia. I, you know, it's only seven hours from here to um, Thailand, and um, the Thai food here is just unbelievable. I've had Thai food here three times this week, and it's been fantastic at three different places, and every time it's been great. But I tell you, the, the, the stuff I'm really enjoying is the traditional Malay food. They have, uh, you know, a lot of curried dishes, and I can't pronounce all of them. I got, have a lot to learn uh, when it comes to Malay food, because, you know, you just don't see much of it in the United States. But the way I would describe it is as kind of a cross between Thai food and Indian food, really, is the way I would describe it. So there's lots of gravies, like Indian food, lots of curries, but a lot more fish than I would normally associate with India, um, and a lot more noodles than I would associate with India, although rice is also very popular here. So, um, yeah, man, it's been super great. I bet I've put on five pounds on this trip. That's not good, and I'll be working that off soon. Talk to you guys back in Dallas. Ciao. Hey, it's Mark again. I wanted to tell you one more time about this absolutely free resource that I have for helping people who are trying to get the big picture for internet marketing actually get started and understand what all their choices are. If that's not you, there's no more content. You can skip to the end. But if you're someone who came to this podcast because you're searching for how to get started online and you just can't cut through all the noise, I get it. That was me. In 2007, when I was trying to get started, there were so many people throwing offers at me that I really couldn't even understand what all the different business models were. I couldn't understand how money moved around on the internet 
and I couldn't really get a grip on what direction I wanted to go in so I could figure out how to move forward. I've created a free video resource for you just for that purpose at latenightim.com forward slash explain. In several short videos, I just explained to you what internet marketing is all about and what online business is all about and the different options that you have for starting an online business. There's nothing to buy there. You just sign up for access and you get the videos just like that. So if that's interesting to you, or if you know someone who's in a same situation, send them that link, latenightim.com forward slash explain. And let me know what you think. I'd love to hear what people are thinking that are in the exact same position that I was in more than a decade ago in 2007. In some ways, it seems like yesterday. And in some ways, it seems like an entire lifetime ago. Again, that's latenightim.com forward slash explain. Late night internet mom.